Hello and welcome to Dear Franny. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. I'm a recovered lawyer turned love and life coach. And this podcast is the place where I talk all things love and true love from dating and relationships to manifesting a life that you love. Thank you for being here. Hi there. All right. We've got a big topic today. This is the topic about breaking your attraction to unavailable people. You probably know what I mean from unavailable people, but just to be clear, unavailable is a big bucket. It can mean anything from people who are actually not single, they're in relationships with other people, to people who might be single, but they are noncommittal, they are emotionally shut down, they might come on really strong at the beginning of a relationship, but then they pull back as soon as you get attached. Basically, anytime you are encountering and you have a pattern of repeatedly dating and falling for people who are unavailable for any reason, they're unavailable for the type of relationship that you are seeking. Maybe they're available to be friends. Maybe they're available to be casual. Maybe they're available to be your texting boo and you text each other every day, but it doesn't go anywhere. But if you're really looking for love, and that's what this episode is about, this is for people who are really seeking a lasting, loving relationship, but you feel stuck in this uh, journey because everyone that you meet that you actually are attracted to, you know, this pattern repeats itself over and over again. So this can be one of the most frustrating and painful dating patterns to experience. And I know that I had to go through many phases of this myself, starting from when I only liked people who didn't like me. That's a different type of unavailability, right? It was like, I would get these crushes and I would put these guys up on this pedestal and I would just have this whole inner fantasy life about how amazing and what a great connection we would have and what great partners we would be, but that wasn't happening, right? So fundamentally, however the unavailability is manifesting in your dating pattern, I really want to encourage you to listen to this episode with an open mind. And the first perspective shift that I want you to make here is that your attraction to unavailable people is not random. It is not just happening randomly. It's not because everyone's unavailable or no one wants relationships or everyone's flaky or it's just, you know, quote unquote, you're just who you're attracted to. I hear that a lot. I can't help it. It's just who I'm attracted to. It's not my fault that I'm attracted to people who turn out to be unavailable. And you're right. It's not your, quote, fault. This is not about fault or blame, but it is about understanding what's going on here so you can actually break free from this pattern and not have it take over your life, which it can if it goes unchecked. So what's going on here? Number one, I want to talk about your subconscious genius. Okay, so this is really the starting point of understanding really how attraction works. So chemistry, instant chemistry, this is something that you have been told your whole life is the thing to chase. It is the thing that is the indication that you have met the right person. And I am a romantic. I love chemistry. It feels magical because it is. However, the magic can be misinterpreted. And whether or not your chemistry radar is leading you to the type of relationship and the type of partner who's capable of co-creating that relationship that you actually want and the kind of chemistry that or the radar that is just attracting you to your same pattern over and over again, it's really important to understand what's going on. So 
if you're listening to this episode and you resonate with being attracted to unavailable people, then the first thing to understand is that it's not your fault. So I'm not blaming you. Please do not blame yourself. Please be kind to yourself. Please be compassionate towards yourself. It's not about blame. It's not your fault. It's just that on some level, you feel safe. You feel comfortable. The unavailable person is a, quote, match for you on a level of your subconscious programming. Now, let me give you an example. Like I said, there was a time where I was the queen of crushes, right? I could have a crush. I could have the most rich fantasy built around this imaginary relationship that I had with someone. And this was many years ago. This was before I was actually dating. At that time, it felt like these people are amazing. That's why, you know, I I like them so much. I just want to be with them. You know, why can't this person want to be with me? And it felt totally out of my control. So I understand that feeling when you're in the pattern, it feels so out of your control. But this is why this is a perspective shift that I want you to embrace right now. At least consider the possibility that the fact that you have a pattern at all is the proof that you are actually half of the equation in the pattern and that you are on some level choosing it. So this is not to blame you. This is not to shame you. But on some level, there is something familiar about that pattern. So when you meet people and you go, oh, gosh, I'm attracted to this person and you're drawn to them, then it's not that they're the one for you. It's more that they feel familiar. They are a match, right? And this is why if you think about any type of pattern, I mean, we're specifically talking about unavailable people, but whether people have a pattern of falling in love really quickly, having hot and heavy relationships, and then they fizzle out. That's a pattern. Having a pattern of people who mistreat you, that's a pattern. Having, you know, consistently dating people who put you up on a pedestal and then you come crashing down. I've also been in that pattern. You know, there's all different patterns, but it's important to recognize like, hmm, and to look at other people. This is also helpful to see, okay, well, I have a friend who this is their pattern and this is their pattern. This is their pattern. And then I have this pattern. So what's going on here, right? So this is all about understanding that you don't have to go to therapy for 20 years to figure out every reason why there is some part of you that believes that it is safe to be with someone who won't actually commit to you or that's what you deserve or what have you. I'm not knocking therapy, by the way. That wasn't a knock against therapy. But it is to say that from my perspective as a coach, I accept that There are just layers of our psychology and our programming that we're never going to fully understand, most likely. And that's okay. You don't have to, because you can just bring the kindness of self-compassion to this whole process of breaking this pattern and just give yourself the love of saying, okay, there's some part of me that is drawn to people who are incapable of being the type of partner that I'm seeking. And to that part of myself for whom this feels safe, I send love and understanding. And I'm also setting an intention now to break this pattern and to actually open myself up to receive the love that I want from people who are actually available to give that love to me and to receive my love in return. Once you set that intention and you have that kindness towards yourself, then when you start to look at your pattern, you can start to see it a little bit more clearly, right? noticing, well, at what point did I start to actually suspect that this person maybe wasn't as available as I was hoping they were, or maybe they presented themselves in the beginning? When did your intuition 
start to kick in and say, hmm, maybe there's something going on here, or wow, this pattern seems familiar, or they seemed really hot and heavy a week ago, but now I really feel like they're pulling back and I'm the one who has to make all the effort. Really paying attention, doing that sort of post-mortem, if you will, of some of these past relationships and situationships to start to see that there was a time because there always is. It's never like, even when we feel, quote, blindsided. And by the way, I've been blindsided. I have been broken up with in ways that felt completely out of the blue at the time. But when I rewind and I, you know, think about it, it's like, hmm, yeah, you know what? I actually knew there was something on his mind, or he did make a comment about this, or, you know, I did sense some hesitation. There was always something, or, you know, we had a fight about this, and I thought, ah, it's not a big deal. He'll get over it. But he didn't. So there are always these clues, right, where we start to, when we notice them, that's really great information because then going forward, when you find yourself, if you find yourself in a similar situation, you can start to say, oh, wait a second, right? And not take it so, quote, personally, because that's really what gets us stuck in these patterns is that it's your life experience. You're the one who's going through it. So of course, it feels like this is all about you, right? What's happening between you and other people, it feels like it's all about you. And it is in the sense that you are the center of your world and you are always an active co-creator in all of your relationships, even when it doesn't feel that way, right? So I say active, it doesn't necessarily mean quote unquote conscious, but it does mean that whenever two people come together, they're always creating something new, a relationship that did not exist before the two of you came together. And so getting curious about what are the dynamics that I am the most drawn to and why? And asking yourself, does this serve me? Does this serve my ultimate love goals? Getting clear on what availability actually looks like in another person. Getting clear on how to discern who is and who isn't capable of being the kind of partner that you're seeking. And it's not about judging another person. It's just about recognizing that everyone's on their own journey. Life is challenging. People have their own trauma, their own brain chemistry, their own conditioning. They're all of the, everybody has their own thing going on. So this is the way in which everything is always about you because you've got all of these worlds going on within you. But then also understanding that so does everyone else, right? What happens oftentimes when you're dating unavailable people is that once you feel that they're pulling away, what happens is that you get triggered and you're like, wait, and you want to hold on to them. You're like, no, 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 don't pull away, right? Because them pulling away feels like you're losing love. And this is why we have to be kind to ourselves. This is why we have to be compassionate towards ourselves because this is all happening on a very deep level. But the reality is that that person's inability to give you love and to receive love from you is actually about them. And doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, doesn't mean it's not disappointing, doesn't mean that your feelings about it are not valid. Your feelings are valid, but your feelings are not facts. So just because you feel like, oh, I've been rejected, or this person doesn't want me because I'm not X, Y, and Z. I mean, regardless of the quote reasons why that person would say they want to date you or not, it doesn't actually matter because even assuming someone has the true self-awareness to really know all of the reasons, that's a big assumption. It doesn't actually matter. The point is, regardless of the reason that they give or they don't give, because oftentimes you don't actually get an explanation, real quick aside, when people are seeking closure, and I know that's a big thing, you're like, well, I just want to understand. I just want to get that closure. 
I want to know what went wrong. Listen, I am not discouraging you from having a conversation with an ex if that conversation is going to help you to have some deeper understanding about the relationship, the dynamic, some of the things that happen. However, if you are hinging your ability to have peace and to move on from a relationship based on a need from closure from another person, you're really setting yourself up. Be very disempowered because even if your ex were to say or somebody that you dated, it doesn't matter what. And like, let's say, oh, I'm just not at a place where I want a relationship or I just don't see us as compatible or, well, I really rather be with somebody who's X, Y, and Z. Regardless of the quote reason they give you, it's a big assumption to say that that person is giving you their real reason. And I'm not saying that they're consciously lying to you, though they might be. They might be trying to spare your feelings. The point is that you're just not a match, right? And if you can start to just understand there's a relationship that my heart is calling me to have with another person, and this other person seemed like a really great prospect, and I got so excited, and I thought maybe they were that person. But I see now that there is no relationship that the two of us can build together that actually matches the vision of what I want in my mind and in my heart. So you can start to understand that it becomes about you projecting onto the other person as well, right? Because if you're saying, I just want to be with this person and I know we'd be such a great match and don't they see and can't they see? It's like, well, they don't see it, right? They have a different opinion. They're in a different place in their lives or at a different journey. So Your view that you should, quote, should be together, it's your opinion, but it's not a fact, right? So the more that you can accept the disappointment of that, but not make it a story about, but I'm supposed to be with this person. No, you're not because you're not with them. So there are many other people that you could actually build the relationship with that you're seeking, but you have to open yourself up to receive and to see that and to say no. And that's the next thing here. After you, you know, recognize your subconscious genius, you're able to see your own pattern in action. You're starting to learn what availability actually looks like and doesn't. Then you can start to make different choices because then you can realize, wow, if I meet someone and I'm instantly attracted to them, I used to take that as a green light to go, go, go. But actually, as I'm in this phase right now of growing, right, and expanding and breaking this pattern, I have to understand that that old chemistry radar, it still has its momentum and I can't trust it to be a green light. So at the very least, and I want to make this clear, if you have a pattern, so what does a pattern mean? It's happened more than once. It's repeated. I'm not saying you dated one person who was unavailable and otherwise, you know, you tend to connect with people who are actually ready for a relationship. I'm saying if this is a ongoing pattern and you know, you know when it is, right? This is when you have to understand that the chemistry radar needs an upgrade, right? There's some things that need to shift because right now what you are being instantly drawn to is not actually serving you in the long term. So it starts to be now when you move to this phase of breaking this pattern, it becomes really imperative that you make different choices. So when you are instantly drawn to someone, rather than run headfirst, you take it, you slow it down. You're like, okay, if this person is really right for me, they're going to be right for me a week from now, a month from now, six months from now. Let me slow things down. Let me not jump to conclusions. Let me not jump to my fantasy projection of this person. How can I be present? How can I actually pay attention to what's going on here? How can I actually do this differently than I usually do? So taking different action 
is the key to breaking any pattern. I mean, that's how you break a pattern. Like if your pattern is that you don't date at all, as soon as you go on a date and you start dating, you've broken the pattern, right? If your pattern is you only date people who are X, Y, Z, and now you're like, okay, I'm going to be open to dating somebody who's LMN, (laughs) random assortment of letters, then you're breaking a pattern. You've broken the pattern by that choice. So this is how powerful you are. So when I say that it feels so out of control, because for me, going back to the example again of when I was in the phase of just having crushes, I had to ask myself at some point, do I really like this person this much or is this comfortable for me? Does this feel safe? Because I don't actually have to be vulnerable. I get to imagine being vulnerable. I get to project all this intimacy onto another person, but I don't actually have to, quote, be vulnerable because they are not actually showing up engaging in a romantic relationship with me, right? So this is why I always want to ground these discussions in self-compassion and self-kindness because I don't want you to beat yourself up, but I do want you to empower yourself to understand that with some examination and some questioning, you can really start to shift this. Because the last point that I want to make here is that who you are attracted to changes when you do. Who you are attracted to changes when you do. You already know this because, you know, think about what you valued and what you thought made somebody the cutest or the greatest when you were 12 or 16 or 20 or 30, depending how old you are now, right? It's changed. Your priorities have changed. You know, I mean, I think about things like when I was in junior high school, like I really liked boys who skateboarded. And that was like, to me, if a boy skateboarded, he was so cute and he was so cool, right? I still like skateboarders. I think like skateboarding is great, but I'm not like, oh my God, skateboarder. If you skateboard, then you're cool and I'm attracted to you. Like, no, I outgrew that decades ago, right? So the point is that we naturally, our attractions naturally change over time as we mature and as we grow. And this is ultimately what this is about. Breaking this pattern is about maturing. It's about growing out of the pattern. And when you grow out of the pattern, it's not like, you know, like my boyfriend, for instance, doesn't skateboard. It's not like I'm going like, oh, God, I just wish he skateboarded. If only he skateboarded. I'm like, I don't care about that. Right? I've outgrown caring about that. I care now about what my day-to-day life is like with this person who I share my life with. So there is an understanding that starts to happen within you that it's about what you are co-creating together. And then you can accept other people for where they are. It's like, okay, this person is not down. They are not on the same page to co-create the type of relationship that I'm looking for. That might be disappointing. That might be hurtful. I can feel those feelings of sadness and I can also give myself the permission to move on, to open myself up, to receive someone who actually is capable of being that partner that I'm seeking, being that co-creator that I'm seeking. This is a big topic. You know, this is a starting point, and I hope that this has been helpful to you. Let me just recap some of the major points here that I just made. So number one, you've got to understand that subconscious genius that you possess, we all possess, right? We are so good at it. This is why we have patterns. This is why we have patterns about anything in life, right? I'm talking about dating, but when it comes to your money, when it comes to your health, when it comes to all the things, we have patterns because it's not like we're getting up every day and say, okay, today I'm going to do every single thing the same way so I can get the same results. That's not what we do, right? This is all happening beneath our conscious awareness. But when you bring your awareness to it, when you recognize that you have the subconscious genius within you, then you start to understand like, oh, wait a second. If I've been choosing that, then is it possible for me to choose something else? Is it possible for me to be attracted to a different kind of person? 
Is it possible for me to actually find people who are commitment ready to be the sexiest people? The answer is yes, but you've got to start to consider that possibility. And you've got to see your own pattern, right? So taking that compassionate look, that compassionate kindness, that compassionate review of what that pattern has been in the past. By learning what unavailability looks like, you can also start to understand what availability looks like, what commitment readiness really looks like. The types of qualities and the way people show up when they actually are looking for a lasting relationship. And if you've never dated those people before, well, you've dated people who don't have that, right? And so you can start to say, oh, wait, this is different here, or this is the same. And oh, wait, I know, oh, this person isn't, they're not really saying they want a relationship. They're being kind of cagey about it, and maybe, and uh, and if, and not, you know, like, oh, this is what I, maybe, aha, I always date people who say this. Maybe I should start dating people who say, yeah, I'm ready for a relationship. That's where I am in my life, right? Seeing your own pattern, learning what that availability looks like, and then making different choices, right? And you've got to be kind to yourself and notice the discomfort that comes up. Notice your resistance, even to the idea of expanding your attraction, right? Of changing your attraction, of growing out of the pattern. If you're listening to me and you're going, oh, but I don't want to do that because I like what I like and I like who I want and I want to keep dating the people who I want to date. Listen, it's your life. I don't judge you. I send you all of the luck and all the love. And I'm not saying that I have the 100% only right answer here. But I can tell you after 10 years of doing this work, having gone through this process personally, working with hundreds of people to help them break their patterns, that a pattern can be broken no matter how long it's been going on, no matter how intractable it feels, a pattern can be broken, but it takes an effort. It takes a conscious awareness. And that is what I am inviting you to do right now is to make this shift by bringing your awareness to the pattern so you can break it. And if you want to go deeper, and if you're listening to this before June 10th, you're in luck because I am actually teaching a class, a live class on this very topic. So it's called How to Attract Available People. And in it, we're going to go through really much more. I'm talking very generally here because this is I'm speaking to a large audience and this isn't a class. You're not writing in slides and all of that sort of thing. But in the class, How to Attract Available People, we're going to talk about how to spot who's available and who isn't quickly so you're not wasting your time, how to make sure that you yourself are showing up as available because you're half the equation, right? So you showing up as available, truly available, is also something that you're going to learn in the class. And then how to actually start to embody this higher level of attraction, right, that we're talking about. So outgrowing the old attraction and growing into a new one that serves you. So that's what I'm going to cover in the class. I'm really excited about it. It happens on Saturday, June 10th. If you can attend live, there will be a replay available for two weeks. So if you're interested, please check the link in the show notes. You can also find me on social media. I am at Dear Franny on Instagram, on Twitter, on Clubhouse. And in my bio on Instagram or Twitter, you can also get the link to sign up for the class. So I highly, highly recommend it. And for the members of my True Love Society, these classes are free. Membership is currently paused, but I will be enrolling new members in July and I will be continuing with these monthly classes. So I invite you to sign up for June if you are interested in really, really finally breaking this pattern and actually becoming attracted to and attracting available people. And if you're interested in joining the True Love Society, then I invite you to sign up for this class and you'll be in within the ecosystem and you'll be notified when the True Love Society, which is my community, for those who don't know that, um, my membership community, 
is going to be reopening in July. Okay, so I said a lot. I thank you so much for listening and for being a part of the community of this podcast. I really, really, really appreciate it. Shout out to Bex Carlos, my incredible editor who has been rocking with me for all five seasons of Dear Franny. She is wonderful and you are wonderful. So wherever you are in the world, I hope that this has resonated with you, that you feel like you have some actionable steps to start to break any pattern of being attracted to unavailable people. Again, I invite you to join me for the class on June 10th. And I also just thank you for being a listener of the podcast. Thanks for those of you who have taken the time to subscribe, to rate the podcast five stars, to review it. I see you. I appreciate you. And I will be back next week with another episode. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are in the world. Goodbye. <laughs>